You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Hannibal After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Hannibal After Show. I think we should pick a slower song. I think this Something a little slower, maybe? <laughs> Bigness for doing. And we are doing, once again, the Hannibal. The Hannibal After Buzz After Show. I'm Joe Braswell, and I'm joined by my good friend, Joe Samplipo. What's up, everybody? And we are missing Nando Velasquez, who uh, is out on assignment this evening. We're playing uh, Secret Garden by Bruce Springsteen. I really wish we'd turn it off. It is making me sad. It is bringing me down. It's yeah, That's the goddamn boss, Jeff Lippo. I, I don't care who it is. I'm All telling right. you, this song makes me want to kill myself. Well, we were playing Secret Garden because in this episode. Just the truth. I'm not lying. <laughs> you're you're, you're having a mood, aren't you, Jeff? A bit. <laughs> well, some of us like Bruce Springsteen. Some of us. I don't dislike Bruce. I just don't think he uh, he's conducive to a fun show. Let's have a fun show. All right. While we talk about serial killers and eating people. That's right. And growing mushrooms and diabetics. There's a lot going on here. A lot going on. I want to say hello to Marissa Serafini, Serafini our engineer slash producer. Who's hello, guys. Hi, Marissa. Uh, so, yeah. So, we're, so, so it's us. It's, uh, we're doing the Hannibal After Show. This is episode two. Uh, episode three. Episode two. It's called Amush Bush. Amush Bush. Amush Bush. Some, uh, Amush Bush. Amush Bush. Which it's is, French. We're going to screw it up because it's French. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. Y'all going to be talking in French. We're a high-class operation. Um, so, yes, Amuse Bouche. Um, we are also, I think we said we're missing the novel, and we're also having you mentioned a third it. person, a secret third, fourth, fourth person, person coming um, very soon, uh, who we hope you guys will like. Her name is Julia. We think she'll be an excellent addition to, to our, 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 our show. But in the meantime, let's get into this. So we talked about this before. I just want to get this out of the way. Obviously, clearly... For, the, for those who are tuning in, like, what the F? We know Animal's on episode six, going into episode seven this week. We are on episode two, where we are. We decided to start from the beginning and put up a bunch of podcasts, sort of catch ourselves up. Uh, not only so we can get caught up and watch the show, because we love this freaking show, but so, you know, we're in, we're in the era of time shifting, and, and some of you out there are actually... You know, want to go back and watch this in your DVR. Some may be ahead, and the show's so good you want to go back and watch it again, and then maybe listen to some expert analysis from Joe Sanfilippo. Um or, or just analysis, depending, I suppose, <laughs> upon your point of view. So we're going to start. With, so we're not going to keep these super long, but we are going to go through these episodes because they're wonderful. Well, I, I think it's worth pointing out the titles of these are all they're they're all they're all culinary terms, and we're all just we're we're all parts of a meal, and. Well, not just not just culinary, not just any culinary terms, but they actually seem to be coursed out. That's what I'm saying. They're parts of a meal. They're, parts they're of a meal, but, but in order is what I mean. Yes, okay. and and I want to talk about uh, a mousse a mousse bouche uh, for for what it is because I think it's an interesting it's an interesting term. This is this is these are uh, these are single bite sized hors d'oeuvres, and they're different from appetizers in that they're not ordered from a menu by patrons, but when they're served, they're done so for free, 
And according to the chef's selection alone, these are often accompanied by a complimenting wine. They're served both to prepare the guest for the meal and they're an opportunity to offer a glimpse into the chef's approach to the art of cuisine. Yes. Now, was, what that, I, was that top of your head? Was that, that off the yeah, dome? Yeah, th- I just got these things. All right. So what I love about this, though, is that, is that for Hannibal, we're getting a little taste, just a taste of the way he likes to do things. He gives Will a solid he there. He said taste. Just, a, it's just, just, just the tip, baby. Just the tip. He gives, uh, Sorry, just the taste. <laughs> what? What, are you, so, <laughs> what are you doing? It's a great movie. So he did, we're giving us a little taste of how he's going to do this. We're not full-blown Hannibal. It's not crazy yet. But we're getting just a little opportunity to, to see into the mind and just a little bit of what's coming. And he's willing to do Will a solid. He's like, here, listen, I'm, I, I signed your psyche eval. It's all done. We, we, let's let's talk about it, but it's already done. Uh, that's out of the way. And he sits down with Freddie a little bit later on. Uh, you're going to owe me something here because you're out of line. Uh, we're getting a little glimpse into the way he does things. And, of course, the meal with Jack, which was incredibly creepy. I don't know if Jack was eating loin or not, I guess. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We'll get to it. We'll discuss it. Sure. But but like I said, I just love the title because it's uh, it's a glimpse into how Hannibal does things. It's really cool. Well, just get- a little a little glimpse into into the uh, the chef's approach to the art of cuisine. The chef's approach. Well, we talked about last week when you when you weren't here. Nando and I talked about how the how brilliant the concept of the show is. You know, it's it's you know we we the story's been told. These characters are. Are are you know about twenty seven years old? If you if you want to go Is back, it really twenty seven. Well, I mean, years? on film at least, because the book. Ah, uh, that makes me feel old. We because we have to you have to go back to uh, Manhunter actually, uh, which is the first of the Michael Mann movie with. Um, with Brian Cox as Hannibal Lecter and and William Peterson as, as oh wow Brian. yeah so and then and then from there you can go to 1991 or two 1991 with Silence of the Lambs and then you can go to uh, was it Red Dragon Red Dragon and then Hannibal and then you know the, the rest but so we've been seeing Hannibal Lecter on, on, on film for, for for years and years and years and you would think that we've had enough of this guy already but we have not because a it's a fantastic character as is as is uh, uh, Special Agent Will Graham but. This is a great look at it, and and, and I, I just it just bears repeating because I know I said this last week, but it is fascinating how they're able to uh, they're able to set this up where we the audience know the whole time that Hannibal Lecter is Hannibal Lecter. Not only do we know he's a serial killer, not only do we know that he's a brilliant doctor who's doing some creepy stuff, but we know he's freaking Hannibal Lecter because we've seen him for twenty seven right. years do some creepy shit. So we know this guy, and it's and it's it's amazing to see that this guy. You know, we're we're like, oh my god, it's him. So, and and no one in the rest of the show knows this. And so, he, he, so when he does things like in the in the pilot episode, when he just his introduction is him just cutting a plate. There's no nothing more sinister yep. than Hannibal Lecter just cutting a piece Absolutely. of mysterious meat with with that lovely music it's, in the background, and it's that white pork. So it could it, human, the other white meat could be a us, could be meat. a pig. We don't know. And, we, we, and just to, re, to retouch a little bit, you know, he served uh, Will Graham that protein scramble. Which I loved. Oh, with the, with the sausage. No, it's so- just a protein scramble. We know the eggs egg, but we don't know about the sausage. We're not sure what's in there, baby. Just a little protein scramble. It might wake. Yeah, that's that's how you wake up. So yeah, so uh, we, so so Lecter's <laughs> doing his thing. So we so we get to see a little more of this, and it's like, you know, and and even to even add it uh, a, a set, an extra layer of sort of um, 
sinister manipulation of, of us, the audience, and and the people in the and the people in the show. Um, we have Hannibal Lecter serving as Will Graham's doctor. Oh, it's 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 amazing the way the, the way they slant. They, they, well, it's not amazing, but it's nice the way they, the way they slide Jack into this plot where he's slowly more and more you know giving Hannibal more uh, giving more Hannibal more and more control. He's like kind of you know as as as, he's, as the episodes progress, he seems to be deferring more and more to Hannibal. So you sure. see Hannibal taking more and more control over what's going to happen next, and then he's able to manipulate and play. And it's uh, it's really a result of Jack putting his his trust in Hannibal. Sure, and uh, you know as you watch that Jack. go, we got a little buddy in here. That's all right. As you watch that go, it's just it's it, and you know because you know it's Hannibal. You're like, yeah. oh, Jack, stop it, you know. And, and then Lawrence Fishburne also like you know spectacular actor doing it. No one plays that. This is we talked about this last week. Lawrence Fishburne knows how to do some Nick Donovan. Nick Donovan, he's out. Nick Donovan, <laughs> he's out. He is much better angry black man than Nick Donovan. Is. <laughs> he's that's how you that's how you did an, an FBI right. I'm under a lot of pressure from these people. I'm that's mad right. as hell. Let's move on. I promised last week I would not make any more following references, and I made the exact same following references twice, but you're here. You weren't here last week, so this is all for you. Oh, we should probably start talking about this in, 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 in more specificity. So we had an interesting. So we see Will, Will Graham you know, coming off of his, his first shooting in a while. Um, he emptied, emptied the gun on... Um, on Mr. Hobbs. On Mr. Hobbs. Yes, yes. Which he had to do. Very traumatic experience. We op- we opened with him at the shooting range, seeing him sort of like, you know, trying to get his his mojo back, if you will, but but picturing Hobbs as he as, as Yeah, well, I, 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 picturing is different. I think Hobbs was, he was hallucinating Hobbs. He didn't want to see Hobbs. Right. You know, so I mean, I, and obviously that's that, that gives him cause for pause because he knows what that means. Right. Because he, he understands his psychology better than anybody else. Right. And so, we, so, we're, so we're getting a little more, you know, peeling a little more layers back from um, of Will Graham as, as to how he, when he's able to sort of go, in, go into these trances and Really embody the killer's psyche. How the toll this takes on him in the aftermath. It's uh, you know his nightmares. My God, the sweating and yeah. the, uh, I, listen. If I sweat like that at night, if I if that was my response to my work, I would find another line of work. Wow, that is. I mean, it's testament to the kind of guy he is. Because if if I woke up covered in sweat to the point where I had to lay down a towel and then get another towel on, t- and that was like daily, that right. was a thing. I'm out. You know. But I think this is part of the thing. I think that like you know will. Would love to find another line of work. I don't think that Will loves his work. I think Will has a horrible gift, a gift and a curse. And, and Hannibal touched on this in the pilot. He has the ability to empathize with these serial killers. Like he he thinks in a way that no one else thinks. Like Lawrence Fishburne said in the pilot, he makes leaps that no one else makes. So, and I don't think he likes it, but. Well, I mean, uh, you can make these things, but I think it, it says something about the character, it says something about your choice to actually do that. I mean, like, you know, you, you, you can have the talent. To be a singer, it doesn't mean you necessarily have to be a singer. Right. So I mean, he has the talent to do this thing, but I think it speaks uh, speaks volumes of the character, of the man that he actually takes the time that he that he's willing to do that it, and live in it. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll get into a little bit more of that as as the season progresses. As to sort of the whys, I mean, why is he doing this other than you know that that's the thing? Why does he do this? Yeah, I, I that's a question I've written down like four times. Why he does seems, he do this? He seems to hate it, and in, in some level, he seems to be pulled in. You know, Jack seems to keep pulling him in. He's like, ugh. All right, I'll do it. You know, I mean, lecturing's fine. He loves the, he loves to do the right. He doesn't class it, clearly. lecturing. But anyway, I, I think that's something I would like to see explained later on as time goes by. Is what what it is that draws Will into this? I, I don't I don't I don't have that. I don't feel like I get that yet. So let's get into this. And I, and and also like the way that they're laying these episodes out, at least in this this, this pilot and this in this we've seen the first couple three. Uh, the way that they're laying these episodes out are great too because you have. 
there's a there's there's a little bit of procedural element there. We sort of have the the serial killer of the week, if you will. Right. And there's plenty of serialized elements where you have these characters sort of you know reaching across episode to episode with multiple storylines, and uh, you know it, it, it works and it works and it works as a as a as a as a procedural. It works as a mystery. It works as horror, as straight up horror. It's really you know I I don't know that I've seen storytelling across these multiple genres at this high level. And I mean, I, I really, I really can't really think of a show. I don't know. I mean, if I go Mad Men, Sopranos, I can go Homeland. I'm not saying this is better than any of those shows. I just think it's really ambitious the way that they're telling the story. Well, they have they have the benefit of a, of a built in character arc. We have not arc. I'm sorry. The, the built the, the they have the, the character that we all know. Yeah, characters. They, yeah. Will, Will Graham is you know, like right. Some- so played we, by Ed Norton, he's right. played by uh, Peterson. So, so we have this we have this uh, expectation already. So, I mean, like a lot of their work is done for them in that regard. So they can spend a lot of their effort on that overarching, long term story while we do the weekly. Sure. So you're right. It's it's like almost like waves. Like we have one big wave and a lot of little waves happening. Like our little gardener is a small wave. But, right. But well, he's a, he's a procedural element. He's right. Sort of absolutely. The killer of the week. But we've got the overarching. We know that Hannibal is eventually going to be doing some crazy stuff, and we know that Abigail Hobbs is involved in however long Abigail is going right. to be around. So we've got you've got at least three different waves of story happening. Three different waves of storytelling t- in, in in three different genres. Like it's great. The horror, the mystery, right. and the crime. Anyway, and the psychological thriller. Oh, is that four? I don't know. I don't know. They're doing it all. I don't know. It's it's too deep. Sci-fi is coming next. (laughs) Next is (laughs) Aliens. Well, actually, speaking of sci-fi, Michael uh, Reimer directed this episode. He's a veteran of of Battlestar Galactica. He's done a few Battlestar Galactica. Oh, yeah. He's he's also done... uh, He did Queen of the Damned, which was not the best movie in the world, but it had some scares of Aaliyah back in the day. But he's also Uh, more recently done... uh, He's done some American horror stories, so he's no stranger to little, to little scare, little, little uh, suspense. So I really, I really like. I, I, I mentioned the directors because the show is so well put together from top to bottom, from 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 the writing all the way to the execution of the directing and to the acting. But anyway, and to mushroom placement on corpses, very well thought out. The, we, the gushing, we can gush Ooh. all day about that. We're going about fancy pantsy dancy. As well, Hugh Dancy. <laughs> but, fancy Pantsy Hugh fancy, Dancy. Fancy Pantsy oh. Hugh Dancy. Oh. No? Oh, no, I love it. I, I just, I He's just English. Wish, He's a fancy I, pants. I just wish at some point there was an American actor that we could find to do anything. I, I, just, I just feel like we're, we're importing all these actors. And I, they're wonderful, so I can't complain. I just, I'm, I'm I just, mean, wow. Matthew, him and Matthew Reese are doing the do. I know. I really do think there is something to. I said it. I said it on. Uh, on uh, we were talking about Bates Motel at one point. Uh, I, I really do think that there is something about the English cadence without the English accent that makes them seem more interesting. And I, I really, I think it gives it, it gives the character a certain uh, a, a certain flair that's kind of built in because the cadence is so much more slow and deliberate. But without the accent, it just it sounds like an American who's slightly off, and mm. it's, it makes for interesting uh, television. That's a, that's a separate debate I want to debate you on. Yeah, no, we'll go for it. That, that, that's you saying, what you're basically saying is... No, 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 I'm saying adds a layer, adds a layer. <laughs> but you're saying these guys aren't doing dialects or characters. They're just that's, well, all taking I'm, away their accent. Stop. All and what's I'm left saying, is... What's, what You take away the accent, what's left is... That's you not got a guy I'm talking. I'm saying there's a... <laughs> I, you're putting talk. words in my mouth. I'm saying, I'm saying there's a natural cadence to an English accent. If you take away the accent, that yeah. natural cadence is still there. And, it, and if... And if and it, I, I think it does lead to a slightly more interesting take on things. And all Hugh Dancy's doing is just... He's, that's not all. That's he's, not what I'm saying. Hugh Dancy is acting his ass off, and he's doing a great job. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying okay, there's a enough. thing. All right. 
Okay. Well, you make it like it's one or the other. I'm clearly saying there's more. There's layered. The man is he's layered like an onion. He's okay. an onion of brilliance. What you said. Here's the thing with these British actors. <laughs> I, know, I know you're an actor, John. I know you're an actor. I know you're a British actor. Like, no, I don't want. I don't yeah, want to you're you're a fine actor. You have a wonderful voice. Uh, oh, you're no, a good-looking no, no, no. guy. It's okay. It, th- these guys do a brilliant thing. I'm not right. saying that, that that Hugh Dancy's not doing a brilliant thing. That's not what I was saying. All right. Gee whiz. Okay. So I hate you. Our killer of the week. <laughs> Uh, so, so we have our guy who, you know, this creeped the Eldon Stimmitz out of me. Yes, Eldon freaking Stimmitz. Eldon Stimmitz is messed up. Like man. you know, in, you know, a lot of times these procedurals, you know, the procedurals. I can't even say that word. I can't say any words. But the, but the procedurals are particularly rough for me to say. Uh, but, you know, we talk about the CBS procedurals who sort of do their thing, you know, in, in this linear way that they have their versions of this. Uh, you know these these crime thrillers they have on CBS, uh, right? It's CSI, or, right? Or Beginning, what's, what's, what's your show, Marissa? You love Criminal Minds, Criminal Minds, and all the rest the rest of them. They, usually, they have these killers in these situations that come from real life. Law and Order does a lot of this, ripped from the headlines, right? Or right? Right? Something that, or, or some research person that's up, or some consultant that's dug this up. I wonder. I didn't get a chance to look this up. Is a mushroom guy? Is there is there a mushroom guy floating I, around? I don't know. I didn't look that up. Um, I, I hope to God there's not a real mushroom guy, and, and I hope to God there will not be one. Um, but I, I will say this: this now, this is what he said. One of the things he said that was interesting. He was talking about my, the, uh, the the lysine spores and how we've all evolved from this. Now, I, I don't. I haven't looked that up. I'm not really sure what the evolutionary track involving no. lysine is. But the largest organism in the world, you may or may not know this. Uh-oh. Is located in uh, careful. Don't in, get fired in Oregon. The okay. l- <laughs> gee whiz, <laughs> <laughs> such a buildup to this largest the lar- organism in the you, world. What is the largest organism in the world, in your opinion? Don't get me fired. All right, the largest organism <laughs> in the world is not on your person, and it is not the blue whale. The largest organism in the world is a fungus. It is found in Oregon. It is a fungus that exists underneath a forest. It is right. two thousand three hundred and eighty-four acres. Holy shit. Equal to 1,665 football fields. It is estimated to be between 2,400 years old and 8,650 years old. Oh, wow. It is a single organism. It is a fungus that is interconnected over that length. And that fungus, like like Hannibal was saying, I mean that what what he was talking about uh, when he was talking about Eldon, he was yeah. talking about how these these connections these funguses yeah. make, and and that particular organism is like I said, the, the, as far as we know, the largest and the oldest in the world. Right. It is a it is a connected interconnected mushroom style fungus that is exists well, over this enormous area. What what's what scary about uh, stents, Eldon stents, Stannis, Stamis, Stamis. What's scary about my man Stamets, Stamets is. Like most crazy people, he starts off on, on a he has this he has a rant or a craziness that's sort of rooted in some sort of like something that makes sense, right? Like most conspiracy theorists who are off the rails do this. Some you know like they start in something that's sort of based in in, in sort of fact and science, and they take it and they spin it off into something crazy, right? It's like a supervillain does this too, like it, totally. <laughs> like it, it's like you know it's like you know Bane or the Joker or someone would start something like there's something that's based in sort of fundamental grounded in facts and then spin it off into something crazy. What he's saying, you know, his his theory about what what or, what 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 the fungus does and how it reaches out for you when you walk through the woods, yeah, how it interconnects everything and like there's something to that, but then you don't make the leap to therefore right. I'm going to kill a bunch of people, <laughs> ex post facto, <laughs> keep them alive, right. uh, that's introduce a, that's a crazy IV and, and yeah, there. there's a crazy leap there. Well, well, yeah, I think that is that is right. the definition of a whack job. And then the crazier leap is to actually execute it, actually go out and do it. 
Uh, I, the theory is one thing. Yes. You know, like you can, you can write the theory that like, well, I bet if you, you know, if you can connect human beings by stringing them out through these funguses and that's the way that we're supposed to be, but then actually go out and do that. It's a different kind of, that's a whole other level of crazy. Well, I'm, I'm going through all this detail because this freaked me the F out. Well, I think we're all like, it's interesting when you're watching television or you're reading or you're associating with a character, you can associate with characters on so many levels, but I think there is something uh, fascinating about someone we genuinely cannot put our heads inside of right. like they like you see someone you know get in a fight because someone you know pushed somebody else's kid or if somebody you know if, if, various insults whatever you, you see that are day-to-day like somebody looks at your girlfriend wrong and you get right. you know fight blah blah we all associate with that we've all most of us have done that sure but as far as a character it's interesting to us it's almost fascinating it's almost like train wreck status when you see someone that would that would become obsessed with a fungus and then take it to the next step and then take it to the next step and eventually land at a place where he's burying bodies with intravenous uh, with, with IV protein drips and, and, uh, and sugar water to incre- and he's, he's putting him in diabetic comas and then so, he's keeping him alive all to grow fungus to have this interconnected and, and I liked the actor I didn't get his name yet um, that played the character I thought yeah. he did such a great I mean, job with that well first of all there's a couple things on this whole thing and, I, and, and the first thing about this is it sounds very like a, like you know R.I.P. Dennis Hopper didn't this whole thing the way you explain that sounds like a Dennis Hopper monologue can you imagine Hopper doing the whole like it's the funguses man and we're all interconnected and we do the thing and it's the whole like, like, like he would play the shit out of that guy oh absolutely <laughs> it's, 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 but anyway but the guy who does play him is great and it made me wonder about like you know it's these you know between the following and and I've been doing it between Hannibal and the following and the other one there is you know the the middle aged creepy white guy casting calls in Hollywood are are through the roof yeah because you 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 know when they have like Hannibal you're gonna need a creepy because you know, most serial killers are not you know and this is fact most serial killers are sort of these middle aged white white guys uh, and so you know between Dexter and Hannibal. Like you found a guy like my guy, he looked he looked the part. The glasses, he did. you know, he looked exactly like I thought he was going to look. So, oh, he made know. he made I don't know he made he made some great choices too. He really did. Uh, he, he did a great job. I'm trying to dig up his name, but I'm no, it's yeah, look, it's fine. You can you, you can you can pretend you're listening to me and, and look on the internet. I, it happens. That creepy white guy. I <laughs> believe me, I've got plenty of friends. So I'm, I, I felt like calling like, hey, did you go out for that? But then then you go middle aged. No, I'm not going to call that yeah. guy. So, but but anyway, just just in the, the visuals of uh, him the, them pulling those bodies out with the mushrooms, uh. you know, and then and then of course the big scare when we find out one's still alive. I I, I really can't. I, I, we we'd be remiss if we don't talk about, you know, NBC is really pushing the envelope with this show. I mean, what they're I mean in a pilot, there's so much blood and blood splatter in that pilot. Which you know, and then in this episode, there's I mean, this you know, the bodies and the rotting and the mushrooms. And it, the- it really, it it really pushes it. Like it doesn't feel like uh, like network. No, it, and, you know, and I know the following that was part of the following's deal. We wanted to push the envelope and see if we could, if we could, you know, how how far could we take network? This feels, this feels, uh, this feels pushed differently, it's, but but almost further in some ways. Yeah, it's it's different in a way that uh, it's not. The, the the shock and the gore is not for shock and gore's sake, and then that's not saying anything about the following because obviously we do that show, we like it. But you know, there's, there's a way. You know, Kevin Williamson seems to come from a more horror, um, you know, background where he's sort of slashing. You know, and not that this doesn't have that, but this has a different level of of scare and a different use of that blood and everything else that's happening. And 
I don't know. It's 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 quite remarkable. But and I don't like any of. The, by the way, we're the serial killer show guys. All of a sudden, with with, with baseball, not sure how it happened, and and Hannibal and the following. I don't like any of this shit. I, this 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 scares <laughs> me to death. How did I, Joe Braswell, get to do like three serial killer shows? I'm terrified. Anyway, I love the shows. They're they're very, very well done. But um, so I do want to get into you know let's get back to be, be beyond the killer. Let's get into we got we got to get into uh, the Hannibal will uh, thing. We also got to get into our, our our lovely girl in the coma and and everyone else. Um, why am I blanking on 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 our on? Um, Are you talking about Freddie? No, gosh, I'm talking about. Oh, uh, Are you talking about Alana? No, Abigail. Abigail. Ugh. Yeah, so we'll, we'll turn a second. But before that, we want to thank you all once again for for listening to us and downloading us on iTunes. Um, somehow, we you've made us the number one show in AfterBuzz for like a, for like a solid week in a row. A solid week in a row. A solid week. And um, we've only done one episode, so that was really, really cool that we've uh, we, we decided to do the show. You asked asked us to do the show. We did the show, and you rewarded us by making us a number one download show in AfterBuzz. So we will try to continue to, um, you know, do do good and 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 do that. And please continue to rate us and comment and um, and give us fives and um, and all that stuff, Joe Flippo. Yeah, we love fives. There it is. All right. So, 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 so we, so we. Meanwhile, we have the we have the serial killer. We have the the funguses. We have the stuff going on, which is all gross. We know that, but we also have the introduction of our lovely reporter, um, who <laughs> we get to meet Freddie. And the first time we meet Freddie, Freddie ain't got no clothes on. Yes, <laughs> uh, Freddie is an interesting. Thank you, Fre- <laughs> Freddie's an interesting character. I've, she's she's not. I'm not. Um, seen anything like her uh in, in, in a while and that she's a she's uh she's a villain right is she a villain uh, you know i'm kind of feeling villainy on her because they they've taken like i like what they've done they've taken like let's take a, a hard-boiled reporter and 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 let's take that character uh and and we'll make it we'll, you know we go with that 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 female will do anything hard-boiled reporter we've seen it a few times and a few different things and then let's completely remove any conscience and let's completely remove any sense of responsibility for anything she does and let's make her amoral and uh, and then let's go ahead and, and, and fill her with a need to drive internet traffic to her site. Right. And let's see what happens. But we can't. I mean, she's she's very, in, the, in this episode, she's, uh, we, we we have seen this character before. We've seen this, and it's usually the male, sort of the sleazy male tabloid yeah, kind of guy. But I don't think we've seen people that are willing to, to, to literally cause problems. I mean, that she literally is setting up. Right. Like, like I, I think that this comes in episode three, so I might be jumping the gun a little yeah. bit. But, but uh, she literally sets up scenarios that will. She's promoting this story. She, she's well, working, but she's not working it for Hannibal. She's not working it for for Hobbs. She's working it for herself. But she's definitely adding fuel to the fire. Yeah, I, I, I can't like wrap my head around whether or not she's a villain or she's just a. You know, she's just a, a go-getter journalist who's trying to get the story. I mean, uh, not to jump shows again, but we think I think of House of Cards and and what's happening over there, and and, and all, all the talk over at uh, I can't remember the blog or House of Cards, but you know, it's it's the uh, it, it's the same sort of thing. And you know, get the story at any cost in in, in this in this day, day and age where you know newspapers are are going away and blogs and uh, and websites are ruling and, and and Twitter and social media. So she's like she wants this story and she wants these stories and um 
she seems to have she has all these wonderful tactics. You know, use all these rapport tactics. She she uses her her good looks because she's attractive, very attractive lady. Uses her beautiful red hair and good looks to sort of charm the police officer and, and, and that get poor guy. Of, <laughs> poor guy. That poor guy. Like nothing good happened to that guy. No, she came into his life and it all got ABD all man. <laughs> another brother down. She, it all she, it all was bad. That poor son bitch had an anvil over his head. He had no idea. He's just walking through the cartoon, he's, anvil over his head. Boom. Doing his job at the crime scene. Oh, a pretty lady she, comes up. She oh. says she's he, he gives her a little bit of information. I'm one of the victim's mothers. Oh, I think your group is leaving. We drove separate. She was smooth. Right. And oh, not only does God, he get suspended, like but, but but we know that uh, Lawrence Fishburne is going to see that his job is gone. Right. She says, she says, yeah, you should suspend it now, but they're, they're going to fire you. Jackson, he's going to make sure they get fired. And then two <laughs> seconds later. Jack Crawford's going to make sure you get fired. Yeah, and then two seconds later, boom. Boom. You he's don't need dead. to worry about getting fired. Or here, suspended. Here come the farmer. <laughs> That's a tough break. El- Eldon wants to talk. She's got to be. So there's, if, if not, for no other reason, she's villainous for that. <laughs> but uh, No, she gets she does full-blown villain stuff in the next episode. We'll get to it. Uh, it and, right. And, but I'm sure we will. But I, I do not care for this Freddie chick. She reminds me the most, uh, character-wise, she's like a combination of, um, of uh, oh gosh, that goofy hardcore journalist that, um, oh, this is, the, never mind, the reference right. is never going to happen, but she reminds me of Emma from the following very, very much. Oh. Uh, like, like, changes tactics constantly, okay. does anything she needs to do to get what she wants, and has no problem with any of it. And that is what bothers me about this person. Like, you asked if she's a villain. I personally feel like anybody who doesn't have a conscience about what they do, you kind of land in the villain camp, in my opinion. I do like the way she played me. I I do sort of, I don't say I admire it, but I do like the way she operated. She got there. She got the information from the guy. You know, uh, she got some info from Hannibal, too, actually, right? Yeah. So she played Hannibal a lot. I don't think that Hannibal's not going to remember that shit. No. Well, that's, I want to get to that. I, again, yeah, don't think he's a moose boosh, man. We get, we get a little bit, we get a little bit of, of how Hannibal operates. I, and I, I want to talk about that scene. And, and maybe, I don't, I, we, we don't know yet because we're, we're, we're four episodes behind. For all we know, she's already dead. But, but, <laughs> well, that's true. Huh? But from where we are, we think Hannibal might remember that. And I think that uh, the other interesting thing is uh, the thing that really got her, she was so cocky like I've never like just her level of like just confidence and and cocky like even when uh, you know, Jack was so pissed off and they busted in. They had her arrested. Uh, they right. slammed her down. They, yeah. they put the whole ties thing. on her. She don't care. And she's like, she can't yeah. arrest me for lying. Yeah, she's like, well, nice you were show. behind police line. Can't arrest me for that. She, yes, we can. Yeah. I don't think you will. Yes, yeah. so she's even said like, oh, nice show. You, nice. you know what? You, you, and that, that one dude, the, I want to say he's Italian. I'm not sure. I, I, I have him down as the Italian guy. It's all right. But the uh, the guy on the team leans over. You used me. So she's already banging one of the dudes in, in the crew. Oh yeah, no, she's, you know she's working her way through. She's a villain. What she's a villain. I don't even know why it's a question. Okay, that. She, they get the local cop detective gets his brains blown out all over her face. Well, that's well, that's the moment though. That 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 is the moment that she it does change. That's when I thought, oh, she's gonna change, but she doesn't because in that moment she was so even with her she's like, yeah, you're gonna lose your job. He's like, you does for it. Yeah, I'll yeah. get you a new job. Yeah, security it pays well. It she's, pays better. The big grin on her face, like, don't worry, you're not gonna be a cop anymore. But it's fine. I can help you. <laughs> Blood splatter to the face. Right. And I thought like, oh my god, this is gonna change her forever. She's not gonna be a bad chick anymore. Nope. Nope, that didn't stick. The blood got wiped right off. Yeah. She was all cleaned up in the ambulance, and she calls Jack over, and she says, ah, what'd you tell him? Told him everything. Well, but no, it, but it, took, it took her a little while to spit that out. Maybe she was in shock, but Jack was like, what did you say? She's like, mm, what was it? Nope. She's, I, she's, she's like, I no, kind of told no him everything. On that one. Yep. 
Like, will it really? Oh. Anyway. Don't like this chick. We'll, we'll get, well, I'm sure we'll see, we'll see more on her later. But let's, okay, so let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about Lecter in this episode and when and how, uh, you know, his, his, because, you know, talk about a guy who's really, you know, he's, he's achieving this thing. The character is achieving this thing where he is very artfully and carefully just dancing through, sidestepping. His fingers are in every situation. He's monitoring it all, right? Yes. He's literally, he knows he's playing. He's on the way. He knows exactly what Will's doing. He's controlling Will, you know, to a certain degree. He's Will's doctor. And he's also able to do his thing. It's like a, it's an elaborate game. You know, it's an elaborate game for him, I, I imagine. And I, I really thought, it's very interesting when uh, in, in the scene where we have Will going to see him reluctantly yep. to get a psyche valve from, from Dr. Lecter, who clears him instantly because he wants him back in the game. I, I, I love the way Lecter always I, clears I, him. I, that's what I said. <laughs> I said. We get a little little taste of Lecter. He's, he, wants, he wants him back in the game. You're 100% yeah. right. I, oh, I, you yeah, get out there. You're, you're ha- we're having fun together. It's funny. It's almost like, I don't want it, it cracks me up how you know, uh, Jack, Lawrence Fishburne's always like, well, you got to see Lecter before we can get you out of the field. I'm like, no, Lecter's not Lecter, him. Lecter's easy. <laughs> Lecter's like, you're cleared. Have a protein scramble. But, oh, but I got something for you to nibble on. Here we go. <laughs> what's, what's interesting is when he goes in that, that weird study, that beautiful set where he's got that beautiful desk and the study and, 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 and the light of the, the books are there. I, I, up above, up above, like, you know, Willis up above in the power position talking down to Hannibal. And Hannibal is down here, like, not in, in a submissive position, but Hannibal's in complete control. Absolutely, I think that was fascinating. In the way Ab- he well, that. I, I think I don't know if you guys touched on this last week or not, but his suits and his study—I mean, it's—it's—it's—it's—it uh, it's, it adds so much to the character. Well, I mean, he's a fully fleshed-out character. Well, well, not, but I mean, like you've obviously—you're not just a—you're not just—you're not just—you're not Mads uh, uh, Milkinson working on your own. You're—you've right. got a costumer who is figuring you out and putting you in in this in this sure. creating this image and then you've got a set designer who has created your layer that is that is so specific and so interesting right. here's a i mean you got a, a a villain with such taste and and oh it's it's so epic right and you and you create this 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 uh, comfort you give him so much comfort in his spot that he can do that he can put people in the power position and never feel like he's out of control right and and i i think there's a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of props need to go out to the the costumers and the uh, and the set designers because yeah. they're really setting the table for well him. what it is you you definitely get to sense of the, the other thing about that study which is i love that setup where like everyone comes in from up above and hannibal's just doing his thing but you also get the sense of this is his lair, you know, right? Yeah, that's what I'm it's saying. A bit of a like a, you know, and it's exactly where where you think he would be. Um, anyway, that that that's interesting. So, uh, but he's yeah, he's he's in complete control. He, made, he obviously he made the phone call in episode one, right? He's uh, uh, appears to be by Abigail's side the whole time. He's he's taken a particular interest in Abigail, which which I'm sure we'll, we'll we we know we find out why a little later, but not why, but we know that he does take a nice interest to in her. And um, yeah, he's uh, I, I don't know I, I don't know what to say about a Hannibal other than he's running shit. It's it's his show. Well, it's it's interesting to me. Like I love the the, the pot stirring that goes on, and it's constant in this show. Um, Freddie does it, uh, and 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 uh, and obviously Hannibal does it. And I like uh, I, it's it's almost creepy. Like you know, you know, I, I always have the moments like that where I'm like, are there people like this in real life? Are right. there people? Who are two steps ahead of us and willing to just just lay little little crumbs along and see what we do and and see if they can hit us with sticks as we go. Right. Um, I I thought the scene with Freddie 
and uh, and Hannibal was really really interesting. And, and by the way, the character I was talking about earlier, uh, as far as Freddy goes, is is Renee Zellweger's character in Leatherheads, where she plays uh, where she's that that hard hard boiled reporter, but she's got a heart of gold. Oh, boy, you went to Leatherheads. I, I went to Leatherheads, and You're I said, digging but, in crates, sh- but I'm Lebeau. saying, I'm saying, you take that character and you take out all the moral, uh, or anything moral, or anything, anything, uh, any any kind of. Uh, Bottom to what she'll do, and then you have you have Freddie. Um, you dropped the leatherheads on me. I dropped leatherheads. I, I, mean, I love me, I love me some Clooney. And some, I've and been some trying to figure that out for last minutes. I'm like, who am I talking about? <laughs> um, okay, I'll so t- I'll uh, take it. Let, let's talk about this scene because because uh, you know Freddie gets caught listening in on uh, on uh, Hannibal's conversation with uh, with Will, and and uh, and obviously she's stalked. She stalked them, and she's figured out the times. And he he gets her in the room, and he you know he, he knows he's no dummy. He knows exactly who she is. Yep. And uh, and she she you know he calls her on it, and she's playing that scene beautifully though. Oh, I'm looking at three different doctors. So, yeah. I mean, you seem right, but I mean, she's playing it out, and he and he's like, nah. Right. And and I, I got to be honest with you, in that scene, I liked him a lot better. I liked her. I'm like, you're just kind of a punk. He's he's a master. Right. But um, but one of the things he did in that scene, I love I, I love placement. I love the uh, the way that he set her up in that scene. Like eventually, once she's totally caught with with the recorder, and he and he he he, uh, he makes her erase it. He sits down on that couch and he passes the couch next to her, that blue, that 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 powder blue couch, uh-huh. and he puts her on one side. Then he puts her purse on the other. So her ability to leave is on the other side of him. Right. I am in charge. Yep. I'm in between you and your keys, your purse, your wallet, your phone, whatever you need. I'm between you and it. And now we're going to talk on my terms. You've been very naughty. What are we going to do about that? And we don't get to see what gets done about it. Yeah. But something gets done. Something gets done, and and he's uh, he, uh, in total control. Yeah. So I, it, it's a fascinating portrayal, fascinating character, um, and and then just just to put a, just to put a bow on this episode, and we can we can move on. But uh, you know, we have the, the the climax of the episode. Well, the the there's a couple of layers, but the main thing is is we find your boy, uh, our serial killer, is decides he's going to go after Abigail. Because he's going to connect her to connect her to Will, yeah, and and which is scary enough, you know. This is that sort of so 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 Will so Will goes at, special agent Will goes after her, after him, and and you know shoots him and has that moment with him where he's where he's staring at him. And this is the danger of being Will Graham. This is like the danger of 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 him sort of connecting on a way that he does with these serial killers. If it comes out, this is probably what why people don't want. Freddie writing about these things because if Freddie's writing about what Will Graham does, it's almost like an invitation to every nut job to say, "Absolutely, Will Graham understands me. You get me, and just just as he did. He's like, Will, you you get me? I, I was going to help you. I was going to connect you. I was going to help you connect with her. You're the like guy who gets me. Our brains work the same. You, you, they told me you understood me. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the danger here. And I think you know the way the way Hugh Dancy's playing that. It's just his reactions only, like. I, like it, it, I can't tell. It's, he, he has something that with his face that's sort of a, a cross between completely horrified or intrigued or scared. It's like all happening at the same time. It's crazy. Well, I I, I think that one of the layers he can add on to that. I'm sure it'd be a lot. Me, it'd be a lot scarier if he didn't if he was it. able to speak at if the time. Able to I know. In a British that's accent. That's all he's doing. It, it, <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Hey, why, you're always making smart. Um, 
Uh, one of the, one of the things I think that the character get, that, that 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 he gets to do is is to have that moment of of self doubt as often as he wants because that empathy does allow him to have moments where he's like I, I you know whether he wants to admit it or not he he probably did understand what the gardener was saying sure not that it necessarily of made sense of course he did he's so, Will Graham he's, he's you're right and if, if we can understand it he could, he sure as hell could so. Right. There's got to be that. There, there, you can layer that in, and that's so great. You can layer that onto what you're doing. You can just, I, you know what? Yeah, I do. So I do get it. And and but I can't say that to you, and I can't say that to myself, right? Because I can't go further down the rabbit hole than I've already gone. Because my doctor is not helping me. Because he's got problems doctor. too. But the but but his other doctor now. Let's not. You know. Are you talking uh, about Doctor Alana? Uh, doctor Alana. We'll, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about her later. You want to talk about Alana Bloom? Alana Bloom. Doctor Alana Bloom. You know. Yes. Uh, she's um, she's not she's not ugly. No, nothing wrong with her in a physical no. sense. <laughs> that's, that's 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 my official uh, diagnosis. And you know, <laughs> Caroline, you're welcome. Thank Apparently, you. Joe. Uh, we can, well, I'm sure we'll talk about Doctor Bloom in, uh, in the next episode. She I, do, I do want to talk. I'd like the introduction of her. I do want to talk briefly about that last scene between Hannibal and Will. I think that's yep. an important scene. Yep. Um, uh, I, I think that we have the 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 time. I think the first time. Where Hannibal's reaching out a little bit, um, and and it's and it's in, in his way. He's not going to be overt. He's going to be he's he's going to draw Will to say the things he wants him to say. But he does he does toss out some tidbits there to see what Will does with him. I think and see if he you know uh, he wants to feel him out a little bit. You know he's talking about the sprig of zest that you felt when Hobbs was shot when you shot Hobbs. You want to tell yourself that sprig of zest was for saving Abigail and not for killing him. Right. And he's talking. He talked earlier about the the. It, it's hard to imagine the thrill of killing after you've experienced it for yourself. Uh, you know, the, these are these are these are ideas that he's talking to Will about, spaced out a little bit throughout throughout the, their time together. But he's starting to kind of you know let let Will in a little bit. Not not let Will in. Pardon me. Kind of like drop these little hints about himself, like the thrill of killing, little yeah. sprig of zest. And and he's asking him at one point. He goes, "Did you feel happy?" Did you feel? I'm sorry. Did you feel bad because killing him felt so good? And Will is, is you can see, he's horrified by yeah. the thought. But by the end of the scene, he's admitting it. It did feel good. These are the. This is the most fascinating part of the show for me. Absolutely, because at the end of the day, what you want from in all these Lecter stories is you want Hannibal Lecter going one on one with Will Graham, or Hannibal Lecter going one on one with Claire Reese, or Hannibal Lecter, right? <laughs> And 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 that's you you want the the, the show at, at its best for me is are those scenes when Hannibal is having a conversation one on one with someone, and we don't have the back and forth yet. We got a little bit of Will and, and Hannibal back and forth, but Hannibal's still running things. I mean, we're we're slowly elevating to that point where they're having those back and forths, and it's I, I you know I love it. I mean I think an entire there's been so many countless countless copycats of of what what they did in Silence of the Lambs right. you know uh what Ted Demi did in Silence of the Lambs with with that character and Clarice and and uh and Hopkins and Jodie Foster together how many movies have we seen with the serial killer behind the glass and the FBI agent talking to all the way up to into the following which I said I wouldn't mention again I've done it 40 times uh, that's what we want to see, and, and 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 knowing that we've seen this a thousand times, knowing that this is what this show's about, it's still great to see them have these interactions. Well, there's another layer on it too, is that Hannibal's Hannibal's the only one who knows the game they're playing. Will has no idea. That's and and so it's uh, again we enjoy that, we love that because we're in on the joke. We know, but Will's not. Yeah, and so we love that. We love the the we love seeing all the little hints, all the little clues that he's not seeing. We're like, oh, but oh, how could you not see? Right. Um, <sighs> 
I do want to say one more thing. Yeah. Because they were talking about sure. it felt good to kill, right? It felt good to kill Hobbs. And one of the things uh, that, that Hannibal says, he says, God kills all the time. In Texas, yesterday, he dropped a, a roof on, uh, killed 34 people that were singing a hymn to him at the time. And, uh, and, and Will, I think the last line of the show, Will, Will looks at me and says, you think God feels good about that? And Hannibal says, well, he felt powerful. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. Well, this is, this is, this <laughs> this is, is our guy. Well, yeah, because this is Hannibal's interpretation of God. Like, this is that evil interpretation of what it's like to be a God. It's yeah. Like that power. That's what, the, you know, the evil people think, like, I want that. that a God has power. It's like, it's, again, it's back to the supervillain thing, you know? Uh, I'm a comic book guy. I'm just going. Go. Uh, let's, uh, let, let's, let's, let's wrap this episode up, but let's uh, jump into pr- to predictions. Ooh. And now, you're after Buzz TV. <laughs> Now this is dodgy because we we've, we've we've seen episode three. We've seen episode three. Spoiler alert for for us too. Is but, it unfair to have predictions? No. Well, we we can just we can do general predictions. I, All right, I, do I, it. Well, do I just it. have a question. Well, my question is like, what do you think? I asked this question. I think I asked this question last week, but this too. What do you think Hannibal is getting out of this whole? You know, playing this game and playing this out because he's able to do whatever he wants. He's able to kill he can't be he won't be caught he's too smart to get caught he's eating he's doing his thing what is he getting out of this whole like sort of you know will graham is it just information is it just i i i get the vibe this is this is uh seems like it seems like it's fun for him mm-hmm. on on the same level where, where a lot of us would play video games i think this is the kind of game that that, that hannibal would play he does always give that. He does looks. He does, Mads gives that little smile. He that does little, that little. Like hmm. I'm having a good time here. <laughs> I, I I won't tell you guys why. Yeah, it's a tiny little smile, right. but it's a great little like, smile. But again. this and there's a few spots where he does that, and you're like, ooh. But I I think for him this is fun. I think for him this is this is on on his intellectual level. This is the same for him as it would be for you and I to play video games. Like this is the kind of game he likes to play, huh. and and uh, and I, I think that's terrifying. But I think that that's my opinion. How long until you think Hannibal is exposed as Hannibal? Are we, is this the end of this season? We're we gonna carry the season two and three. When, when is Hannibal exposed as Hannibal? God, I don't know. All right, that's a good prediction. That's a good question. I don't Thank know. You. I got nothing. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I would say that uh, for Longevity Shake, if they're going to have a second episode, second season, I would I would try to stretch it out as far as I could. But Where can we find you, Joe Flippo? Uh, you can find me at Joe Flippo on the Twitters. Um, also here at After Buzz, you can find me doing Bates Motel with Mr. Joe Braswell, Mr. Nando Val, and, uh, and uh, Dua Casey. And uh, also here uh, doing um, Mad, Mad Men. Mad Men. Uh, and that uh, and various voiceovers all over the universe. How about you, Joe Braz? Where can we find you, sir? You can find me right on Twitter at Joe at Joe K Braswell. You can find me here on the same places you can find Joe Mad Men, uh, Bates Motel, and here. And you can also find me on Grantland.com, ESPN's Grantland.com, and on Extra. Have you got some new stuff that just dropped on Grantland? Oh yeah, yeah. It's, well, it dropped last week. It's still, well, it's still pretty new. But, but, but just ch- check check up. Just I don't know. Grantline.com, Jim Braswell. Uh, thanks for joining us. We will see you again very soon. Very very soon. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.